0: I have Mitchell, these are my stories. Hey, folks, how are you today? Let me to first blow me to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we get mess with I'm not a psychiatrist. If you're starting to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I'll explain my experiences. i was subscribe to the intro and natural that I found on ytmp3.com. I also have a to interview with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may disabilities. People with spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those are conditions or blaze around to be pity. there's nothing to be sorry about. Now, let's have some pay for the following We have a new sponsor for our gala. It is our friend, the Fowler pumpkin patch thank you perry and renee fowler extreme structures is a dealership located in bedford Yeah that requires inspection extreme structures is owned and run by a military family they work in more than 20 states around the country Authorized dealer for American Steel, A Steel Carports, North Edge Steel, and Carolina Carports. Customized metal garages, RV covers, carports, and commercial grade buildings are their areas of expertise. Regardless of size, they carry them all. Kindly contact them for a quote right now. There are some people I like to thank. This is more of an announcement, but ARAR did have our second board retreat and our monthly board meeting. Through the retreat and the meeting, we discussed our database coming up very soon. And since the last episode, I've been on the Ugandan Boy Talk Show podcast with Bonnie Kibiwak and Letha's Real Talk podcast with Bell Outspoken. What great podcast, everyone. Now, folks, we'll be right back here at Ad from the Woolery Mill, so let's get to it. In Bloomington, Indiana, on Sunstone Drive, you should stop by the Woolery Mill because it is in the, in the title. It's One World. Henry Woolery first constructed the Woolery Mill featuring enormous windows, exposed beams, and high ceilings in the NUM. It has been since renovated into industrial cheek space. One World at the Woolery Mill is a complete event facility that provides a long list of convections and facilities along with a great place to get together with loved ones. This classic place is Contrary on improving rather than expanding. We are proud to be locally owned, independent business that aims to imbue its offerings with the unique spirit of Bloomington. Also to contribute positively to our community. We help our community members as well as the incredible NGOs in the region whenever we can. We will be following our gal there in April as a result of this assistance. Make sure to attend. In addition to being for gals like the Fowler plumbing patch that provides wedding services at 76,000 square feet. But located on the historic register, Woolery Mill offers exclusive use of the building and grounds numerous outdoor areas for the ceremonies to be held on site. Make your Willery Mill reservation now for your wedding coming up. All right, folks, are back and we'll we'll be I like to move and move it, but I like to mill it, mill it. For today I have a new friend Matteo Esposito Matteo is a playwright, set designer, and singer-songwriter from Ontario. He is best known for his one act on autism called Sorting It Out, and two of his plays have gone to Broadway. However, he has come through rough times due to having 10 surgeries and many doctor visits, as well as getting bullied. However, it did not stop him from going to college and becoming a successful screenwriter for his short YouTube series that is going to the Los Angeles Film Festival. Lots of want the awe-inspiring and blunt, Matteo Esposito to the podcast. Matteo, what's up, my new friend?
1: Hey, that's me, Sam, and that's nice to be with all of you. Thank you so much for having me on. So
0: my first question
1: to my main man
0: is what does having autism mean to you?
1: That's a really good question. So what does autism mean to me? Well, autism, as people understand it's a neurodivergence. I wouldn't say condition, but it's a disorder. People say, oh, it's a condition. I hate the word condition. It's a disorder. People should be educated. But the main thing is, autism is unique. To me, it's a blessing and a curse because there's certain gifts that I get, like playwriting and curses like I can't drive. There's a lot of people that sarcasm and joking, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't get, and it makes me angry that I can't get it because I'm part of... Or autistic. But I think it's so unique that people don't value us in society and they shouldn't. So we are assets more than liabilities. I'm here to tell the world that we are here to stay. Why do you think that people are saying autism is on the rise? Because it's true. I'll tell you something. I was telling a principal, some of these high school students, are like be lawyers, doctors, entertainers, teachers? What if they have a nonverbal artistic child? The whole world died down like that. They haven't you known about autism, but for their whole life. I could talk about this subject all day about how people need to treat us more fairly and more kind. Not only that people need to treat anybody and everybody kind. This world is going to bit. Be- I hate to say that this world is going more corrupt every single day.
0: You said that we think differently. Why don't you tell us how we do that? I know how we do. I want to hear from your perspective.
1: Okay, yeah, absolutely. That's actually a good question. Nobody has ever asked me that before, but I don't mind. I like it. It's the same. If you met one person with autism, you only met one person with autism. Same with a human. If you only met one human, you only met one human. We all think differently. We all feel differently. Like some people like smooth. Some people like soft. I love smooth and soft people like rough and hard most artists and people don't but there's a lot of people that love the arts, music, theater, performing arts, script writing. And I think the best thing is to get involved with what you love and to use the talents that your brain has given you for hearing music. You should be music. If you have a gift for telling stories, you should be telling stories. I like to talk about my interest and my interest is performing arts theater. That's my core, of Up second, you can't really see it, but you can actually think it.
0: I see where you come from Matteo, because a lot of people, in my opinion, we're on the autism spectrum, like something that involves production. Fixation, man. I have that same interest. I'm doing a broadcasting thing
1: right now. Keep doing that. I appreciate my fellow autistic people putting their lives out there and telling stories like mine and yours because that's what we can do to give this little a hope and to give this world a little bit of a push to make it a better place.
0: What yeah. advice would you give to someone who would just learn to add autism? We
1: would join the club. There's a lot of people who are misdiagnosed. I think I have autism. Get checked out. Don't assume. I hate when people assume. People assume on our breed all the time. I love what people ask me or tell me, you look pretty good that you have autism. You don't look like you have autism. You know what I mean? does autism have a look? No, uh, no, So first it comes off as a smart-ass remark. Then it becomes a dumbass humor. That's how I think about it. Like, you don't look like you have autism. Yes. But does autism have a look, sir, or miss? No. Dumbass. People think of a disability as they think physical. No. Uh-uh. It can be mental as well. It can be cognitive. That It's life. very
0: frustrating that you have to miss a leg to get empathy.
1: I lovingly say, it's not a Disney attraction, but it's a 360 experience. It's called life. Have you ever heard about it? If life throws you a curveball, coming back at 20 miles per hour, things can come anywhere and anywhere, or whatever trying to get at is you know when an unknown curveball comes in will make you very uncomfortable at the risk because it might be off
0: i would have heard about me i never got to ask you like how did you find me my friend did i fall on your lap or what the heck happened with that that's a good question betsy no betsy marshal oh my gosh i love her she is incredible oh because i'm gonna be
1: on podcast next week will you tell her i'd give her a big howdy do i woke down absolutely she's been lovely she understands me just like you understand me another th- sad thing is people who are the same as you and me like artistic we understand each other people who are neurotypical they don't understand things that they understand. But Before we show them this, oh, I never seen it like that. Of course you haven't. We're
0: in their blind spot. They refuse to merge
1: that's a really really good analogy Sam see I love that idea because we want to be out we don't want to be hidden people we want to be out why can't I have the same life as anybody else
0: it is sad that we miss things because of other people why do you not think that right now people are assuming we may not get married
1: perfect doctors said we love Matteo but we don't think he has autism and you're the best doctor in Ontario you're not the best doctor you're the most idiotic doctor in Ontario just to say that I hear what the doctor sca yeah, you can't do something huh I can't do what I can't go to college yeah right yeah you want to talk about
0: assuming let's get into that a little bit why not we're talking about it so how do you think the world itself could be less of a judgmental place
1: listen observe and learn we so-called listen every day another thing is people don't watch people's reactions when they joke it's called bullying if you were to say a very sarcastic remark and i go like this and i don't even smile and you laugh i could take that the wrong way you didn't recognize my feelings and what your bullies do? they don't recognize people's feelings they just keep on going a lot of people have hang me for saying that i don't care i tell the truth and nothing but the truth my plays my remake why would i lie to an audience why would i make the audience assume that our life is sunshine and rainbows
0: we're talking about plays let's go into that so you create believable and compelling people along with creating interesting
1: storylines which it is i guess i can't explain it because not many people can write a play about artists not many people can write a play at all and sorting it out for example sorting it out was my first play like you mentioned it did go to off off but off off broadway is like a very small theater like 100 seats or less which is a very small area in new york but that's not my point these characters came to me sorting it up is based on a true story that happened to me like it was on a transit bus route 13 in oakville ontario canada the gentleman it was stopping down to me we get so much of that this was the domestic community living also, people should be intrigued but they're not. People are more afraid of what they don't know than they what they actually do know. That goes through all my plays. For example, sorting it out, which is the play that went to New York. I got six productions starting on 7th in a few months of this play all over North America. I'm super happy for it. I'm super proud of it. I'll tell you why the storyline and the message that makes the play. The main message in the play is words matter. Because it's how you want to be treated. What goes around comes around for the people who believe in karma. These stories could have been in the world years ago. Sadly, they're not. In fact, when we perform on the play for the very first time. I want to tell you a story and I tell this mostly all the interviews. I played Nick. Now Nick is the autistic character. When the play was in, of course we got a standing ovation, but there was two young artistic people. The dad asked both of them, did you like the play? One of them said no. He knew exactly what the, he meant. The autistic didn't like the play, but did not like how Nick was treated on stage by, by Ed who was ignorant to him with artists. When my mom told me that, I'm like, the irony and the hypocrisy that just went into my head. My mind was blown. I connect with these two people who is actually my breed and they actually can relate to this play. I'm so happy that people are relating. Could you tell me a scene in that
0: play, sorting it out, that is promoting? Acceptance of autism, not the bullying with Nick, is showing your message. Treat everyone with respect.
1: The second last scene is more humbling experience because Ed, who was ignorant, meets Nick and actually apologizes to him and actually brings Nick a little gift in a little bag, which he uses for stim and What I actually stem. I tell you guys, this is a paper clip and twist ties. I stem. This is a black and this is a white. It's basically the colors on the wall. If it's a white wall, I use black. If it's a darker wall, I use white. There's a beautiful monologue by the end that Nick says to others that I I will be there i promise you i will be there even though ed showed disgust throughout the whole play nick still has compassionate heart and it is about repentance which a lot of us should be doing now you can lead a horse to water but you cannot make them drink it there's three phobias you know what the first one is social phobic disorder talking to people are you guys not be another thing that i constantly hate is people lying people lie to us all the time oh yeah we'll do this nope we'll do that nope and I hate to say this, but a professor at my college said, yeah, the government helps us. And I felt like thing with, yeah, with our tax money. There's a ceiling in the Valley of Money, which is my third part. it talks about that. You don't need qualifications to get buying in life. You just need the knowledge and the skills to do that. Because at the end of the day, a piece of paper will get you in the door. It's okay to get qualifications, okay? But people rely on that too much. It's better to know the knowledge and play the game right, stand out to your competitors. This is how I feel, not as a Canadian, not as an American, but as a human being. As a person with a disability, I think and weep over with this world i want peace for christmas ain't gonna happen unless we all change
0: when i look at the paper what do you love that knowledge
1: I applaud you for saying that I need them. just because we talk funny or we walk funny doesn't mean that we have a good heart I always say this we always have ignorance, love hate all these qualities inside of us artists, but some people have them more than others what are you win, guys
0: so we heard that two of your plays went to Broadway so how did you feel when you learned that two of your plays were going to Broadway
1: that's a really good question the play sorting it out was honestly in the works since 2020 when John was our director he said Mateo, give me a copy of sorting it out. i say why I it. Theater that might give us to it for free. So to get out, went to New York. I had the privilege and honor of going down to, the, to see the production with my own eyes. This was the first time I ever saw any of my productions live. But when I came back to Canada, I saw New York. It was a great city. Of course, the off-off Broadway's are like a lot more small, condensed place in hundred seats. So I saw it live in front of my own eyes. And even before I started the play, I wept a little bit. Like, this is a dream coming true. I'm so happy that in my heart of hearts, I don't need to go to club I would cherish this moment. Forever. John was like, let's do it. And I told Don, thank you for taking a risk. But he said, it's not a risk, my friend. He was right. I'm from Ontario, Canada. I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm not known in the U.S. I'm not known in New York. I'm an autistic person. Plus, I went to play about bow Who's going to want to see that? It turned out, two weeks, which is Thursday through Sunday, and another Thursday through Sunday, after the one was sold out. And John, jokingly, said, we would cook our investments with him. And he made money. You can't get any better than that. To top it all off, there was a unionized production. I never, ever thought I would get that. In the heart of Manhattan, And Luke circle with John direct and every playwright wants a unionized production with actors equity i got it at 26 years old i passed by some of the articles that i have in my living and i'm like yeah i did all that i'm proud of myself and i'm humbled that people love my work people know what i'm trying to convey and i'll tell you another thing while the play was going on i tried as well watch these characters move. there's a part in the play that i want to weep, and there's another part that, that i weep at but ed was very ignorant he says, well let's call it straight as fate. if you think i'm in the i think your friends they are worth and I hate to say that, but I did that to prove a point.
0: That's when we get on my bad side. I'm not a guy who get mad easily, but you say that R word, we're done.
1: Sometimes at the ready, I have to make the audience feel uncomfortable. And that's what I did. And when that happens. And then Nick says, don't grab me that. And Ed, I already did. And then this fight happens. This beautiful moment. Nick is so overwhelmed because he doesn't care until he gets a call from the doctor a few minutes after the fight happens. Believe it or not, people, I saw people cry. tears when they were reading a draft of the script. I went to this lady and she wept. I said, so sorry that I'm dropped you. He said, Mattel, don't ever be sorry. You have something here. By the way, another tidbit is when I sat on my kitchen table upstairs and I looked at the draft. I was so angry that I actually left the community living over that day a little bit early. Daddy, give me a piece of paper. Give me a pencil. And I'm writing something down.
0: And those are the best stories, right? Any ones oh. that aren't biographies. I mean, let's look at some good movies in the past. I've been about people who are famous. Have you seen the movie with Jesse Owens? I don't remember the name, unfortunately.
1: Oh, I don't. I'm not a big movie guy, but I'll tell you something. I saw Wonka makes to go in the theater that destroyed my faith in Hollywood Hollywood and Broadway make remake just to make one thing and one thing only what is it? Money but every so often a great movie like Wonka comes out the guy was classy kind he was a young Yanka he knew how to conduct himself it was a beautiful movie amazing songs it was well done I told Jean-Paul who was with me if this doesn't go to Broadway where he's been get workshop to Broadway in five to ten years I don't know what (laughs) and I know that when the movie dies down, we'll be on stage. I have that feeling. They have illusions. The architecture of the tree when it came up. The magic, the songs. Usually, I love the live theater, but I hate to go to the cinema because I hate movies. But that actually makes me want to go to the cinema and then back again, which is a good thing, I think. The best thing to do in live, in front of an audience is there. The actors are there. The sets are there. It's beautiful. Even in a movie could be very powerful. But movies are 2D, 2D, like right now. I love 3D stuff.
0: Oh, I can't do 3D. Not because I don't like the movie, it's just the glasses. The glasses drive me nuts.
1: I don't like 3D movies either. It's a great invention since the telephone, okay? I think the best thing to do is you're in the room with the actors, you know, we're moving back and forth. Even if it's just properties like a table, a table, a few mobs, and the actors are good and the story's good it'll go off. I mean the audience can get it and will feel the palm of the playwright's hand. And I think when we performed it live though and even in New York they were there. They were like to fly on the wall. And I remember somebody and McHale. You could hear a pin drop in that theater when you're playing out And we actually had to delay the show. Not because of the actors, because of the, uh, the audience coming in. before for a half an hour, 30 minute play, 129 people in an auditorium, who is a government official and a critic.
0: I've heard you've had been through some surgeries, so I want to know which was the worst surgery you had to go through.
1: Thank you for asking about that. Nobody has ever asked me, but I don't mind tell people like, yeah, I've been through 11 surgeries before today. My medical history is fast. Honestly, I can't pick one. Sometimes, Sam, I don't even know how I'm still standing with all this crap I've been through. Surgeries, medical appointments, people that put me down, fools that put me down. I don't have a favorite surgery, and I don't have a worst surgery. They're all here to fix my body, but I'll tell you this. Do I get nervous? Of course I get nervous. Not because the school system taught me to be nervous, which they did in many cases, especially to people who are vulnerable. I've been in so many situations, and it actually breaks my heart to see other special needs get angry about it. I remember this one young man, why did you bang the bus? Now I understand. It was frustrated a lot of people who controlled him. Be creative. Here's an illusion. Give me out. It's all in your head. You can't hold it. You can't touch it. The same thing with failing. Failing. Really? First attempt in learning. A lot of people don't know that. Some of my colleagues at school are f- afraid to fail. They won't get it in the industry then. You have to be caught with the risk you take. I'll give you an example. Do people think that I wanted to go to New York? Not really, but I had to go to New York. And it was a risk that I was willing to take. It paid off. People loved it. And the hands prize sold out and we made money $600. If most places, off of what don't do that, I don't know why. Well, I think I know why because scoring it out before it's New York, it has productions across North America, It was like a tried and true hit. I never thought that an audience would like my play, sorting it out about autism. Who would want to see that in New York? For sure that audiences wanted to see that in New York.
0: So you were bullies. It what would others who are being bullied for being different do to stop the bullying? How can we see that the bullies are the problem, not us?
1: Now you're asking a big question, and I'll ask you a question. It's a simple rhetorical question. Why would I have to create a play about treating people nicely, once people should know how to treat people nicely?
0: Matisse yeah, you're right. I shouldn't me going to speak in Orlando to learn about autism.
1: It dawns on me every time. I know I have to do this? We don't know the answer. But we can lead to a better tomorrow, in my opinion, by learning and educating ourselves. And for the people that are bullied, I don't want to say just deal with it. Bullies don't like themselves. Why do you think they bully others? to, to feel the pride of, of themselves. And I think... That goes to society. Society doesn't like itself because we are all are together in different communities, different categories. Why can't we all be one? One on this planet, one person. We all have the same feelings, but we think differently. We all are influenced in different ways, but it's up to us as humans to do something good with bad. One of the lines that most mentioned to me, society doesn't understand, so why should I? That's the line that Ed blurs out and Bob says, could you just follow society not having a mind of your own? Exactly. Social media is very influential. Today's music, media, TV shows are good. They forget why they're watching it. Now I know about
0: your screenwriting. So how do you evolve in screenwriting with the short YouTube series?
1: I would love to talk about this company. It's called the Autism Theater Project. They're out of Miami. So it's actually an online company right now. We got into two film festivals. One of them in Miami. The other one's in LA in a few months. And I never had this much success as a writer. So it's off off Broadway. without working on a YouTube series about my high school life. And I lovingly joke that. I'd do this to back my high school no I would never do that even though my high school made me angry you know why I wouldn't want to back my high school if it wasn't for them the voice inside by the autism thesis project of Nefferman life imitates life imitates life it's like a domino effect he asked me like what's your story Mateo? and I said well this is my story it could be a full documentary and he said If he loved the story so much that it became the voice inside and the voice inside is about Matthew which is Matteo in English tale is actually the Italian new name so for Matthew if you look that up but you know who has a company she's buying. age he assumes is a love Leah. he's in her heart in the right place he knows what she's doing and he knows what benefit needs to happen and the film is about how different eyes and age and different senses are navigating life when you have autism dyslexia down syndrome and neurotypicals some of the stuff that actually happened to me in my high school i don't want to give too much away some of the stuff that they said to me some of the stuff that they did to me is in the first episode of the film if you guys want to look at autism peter project please do we are looking for new members anybody can join email gina and we'll be spark. i'm one of the board members we meet every week if you want to do some cool things. We are trying to get this on a regular TV show station.
0: I'm going to ask you for a favor, Matteo. Could you please talk to yeah. Gina to would... about the Autism Theater Project of talk to what what I... her odd notice about this amazing podcast going on?
1: I would love for you to be a part of the company too, Sam. I'm about that after. That is a Zoom company right now. It's all on Zoom and everything.
0: And there's a couple things I want to talk to you about real quickly, and that is you're singing, so aren't you to make music? And why don't tell us about this amazing Spotify channel you got? That's
1: very funny, you san I am a singer-songwriter. I don't plan to be a singer-songwriter. I don't plan to get on radio. Radio is very hard to get on because of the politics in the entertainment industry. But I'll tell you something for the people who want to get into this. This is what I believe. It's who you know that loves you, not likes you, that loves you, or loves your work that can do something for you. I think a lot of people, we hard in. Or they open their mouths and let the fries come in. It makes sense that this industry is like that, but it shouldn't be that way. I was kind was writing music, believe really not, writing a song with the piano, writing plays. I was doing that since the end of elementary school, beginning of high school. I'm in college right now. I'm 26. That was many moons ago. I always loved music. And writing comes naturally to me at music. So in my opinion, it didn't even dawn on me that I was writing plays about autism. It didn't even dawn on me that I had autism until beginning of my high school. But they plough me in special ed it's that's how how people don't want to put in the work to stone the craft and make something out of it themselves. And they look at that and like, oh, that's too much, guys. Break it down. People don't look at the steps. And and you cannot get viral like that unless you have a really cool video. Viral would be awesome. The viral things may not last. You might not be as proud of it as much. Great example, TikTok. I'm not even kidding you. I agree. A lot of people post crap on TikTok. I I love TikTok for what it is. It's a great piece of technology, but people don't know how to use it properly. And they love to argue. The world lacks love. You don't have a voice for Valentine's Day to love people.
0: Before we go to a commercial, this is going to be for fun here. With your music, if you could open for any famous celebrity who would it be and why?
1: Congratulations, Sam. You just stuffed me other this I don't I don't know. That's a really, really good question. Good on you.
0: You'll have to think about that and then you'll text me the answer later tonight, right? Yep.
1: <laughs> I hope I hope again. I remember my, my music teacher said, I'm not a to world without music we can't. Not even without a stop by feet. It's actually, it actually reminds me of what my
0: creative writing teacher said. If you get rid of the music of the songs, it's just a poem.
1: It's more to life than just to entertain. Now, full speak, right back here at from the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism
0: Foundation, so let's get to it. At the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation Massachusetts, people are receiving hope. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, a former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife, Lori, in the memory of their son, Dougie, who was diagnosed with the autism at the age of three. The goal of Flutie Foundation Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars of the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer changes for school and social activity outside of school or work, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to always feel safe, support, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation said. Make sure to visit them or their website, www.flutiefoundation.org, or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, For even YouTube to see all the stars they had to offer. Why this is my testimony, this would be my testimony for the Doug Blooney Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, closer back, you might be Doug Blooney, There you never know. Matteo, what I did is, let's be honest, your EAs treated you like crap. What do you wish the EAs did back then to help you out?
1: Good question, and I believe I have a good answer to that. If they gave me time, just to show my talents and my gifts to them as in writing, because they are blind see my writing there's a lot of stories that i can tell with elementary and high school it was so rough and rude to me and i just feel bad for all the special needs kids that actually get treated bad from any person whether it's a friend a bully and even though you're an educational assistant that doesn't exclude you guys especially includes you bring your air game bring your personality but one of the things that i would say is listen to us and observe what we're doing because unless it's unsafe or harmful let us do it
0: and you know what Matteo could be the smartest person in the room right now.
1: I don't try to be that, but it's about being logical. It's about being ethical. I don't even think that I'm smart, but I don't. I, I think that actually I'm stupid because of the people that showed me I was stupid and made me believe for many, many years that I couldn't go to college, couldn't go to the university, couldn't go to Broadway. Well, I was a C student in my high school, mostly 67. That was the magical number. It wasn't. I didn't fight. Why can't they understand it? Why can't they give me more support? But of course, I had to play the game. You know what that game is? Who well, as they say, not as I Want.
0: i want to know now about some loud noises so you said loud noises bother you so what exact loud noises is it people screaming is it air horns is
1: it that's a good question alarms what is it If i don't know what's coming like if there's a fire alarm and and it goes off i want to be sure for that people should know when you deal with an uh, person, especially a person with autism that people should know that learn what they like and dislike learn that the autism loud noises be aware of that because then, in their heart of hearts and in their mind, they will thank you. They might not say it out loud, but I know that they're going to give you a look at general smile I hate stuff that was rushed and some pickling. I think, honestly, Sam, in my personal opinion, I think that's great because ugh, I'll tell you something. Do I want to have all this stuff? No, of course not. We're going to go like this. And have people imitate me and people stare at me, talk through their head. Hey, eh? what are you doing? No one that no. I would not wish autism on my own worst enemy. Loud noises do bother me when I was a kid. I'm getting used to it now because I'm a lot older. And sometimes in carpentry, for example, I'm, we got to a school and probably advanced on I think it was a little Sometimes would say noise and then they would do the machine. I hate when somebody comes around, boo, or jump scares. I freaking hate that. Playing uh, like that.
0: Game style is the worst for me too. If someone goes blue, it's like, really? And I'm the guy who likes to do it, so I gotta get used to getting it back. And hey, for future, though, I'll remember not to do that to you.
1: Well, thank you. I dare tell you, all of you guys, that people are taught to be comfortable. People are not taught to be uncomfortable, but people are taught to be afraid.
0: Now, I gotta hear about someone you wanted me to mention. I think after digging some digging, he's a pretty important to you. Actually, two people jeff Maine and the jersey boys so my first is what has jeff Maine done for you professionally and personally and i heard about something about the jersey boys let's just say they paid the piper with the card
1: i always get emotional with this story that's so- what bear with me because it brings me back to a sense of not childhood but a sense of you know, to go after your dream what I learned over the years is the battle between me and my career I think Jeff Madden was a very important influence he touched me up here and up here things like this don't happen he told me what Frankie Valley told him be confident believe in yourself so it was in the beginning of grade 7 in August of 2008 2009 I was there I was moving into a new school where of course my class believed me but the number one thing that happened he came to my school I would have family He played Frankie Valley. If for six nights a week, there was an alternate if you saw the show, you know that there's of Frankie Valley often The end the boys because of the acting because of the acting, especially because of the boys have the song a song in Falsetto. That's a Frankie Valley sang back in the day, which is a very high rate. He was extremely talented. And oh God. I'm sorry, Sam. It just makes me wanna wait. What he did was he, he came to me out of his busy schedule and he visited me in my classroom and he took the time and he Talked class for a good half an hour to an hour. I thank God for sending him. Honestly, it must have been an angel, and and he still is. He's a fantastic, lovely, lovely man. And of course, Jersey Boys is the story of Frankie Valley Probably probably be doing Nick next. Four seats, Frankie Valli, in Four Seasons. First of all, amazing show. Jeff played the part of Frankie. He sang the high parts. You know, if you see the show, and I think the show's about dreams. People say it's about family. Yes, it is about family. but It's also about dreams. I'm just so happy that he came. I want to dive into the story even a little bit more deeper, because I think it's important for people to know that we need to inspire each other. We need to give the people the confidence that you can do it, of course you can, and actually mean it. Jeff Madden, the thing about him was, of course he plays Frankie, but that man is probably responsible for my career and what I do today. It's truly really a special moment, and I will honestly cherish his whole story and the whole legacy of Juicy Boys. This also doesn't work. and I was like, Jeff, why did you come to my school? He told me I felt like it was the right thing to do.
0: It probably was the right thing to do.
1: I agree, because I was think the seven bit eight. It was a battle to achieve what they want to achieve, and I'll be held back by my limits.
0: sorry,
1: ain't bothering me. Thank you. I'm autistic, I'm 26. I have a whole life ahead of me, I had a whole life behind me. If I can do it, you can do it too. Like, come on, and those are my real tears. I cry every time somebody mentions a subject, not because they mentioned it, because it gets me here and here. Help people, whether they have special needs or not.
0: We gotta bring this up too. the time you ended up in a mental health unit, yeah. When did that happen, buddy?
1: That wanted to commit suicide because my last last year of high school I was ready because I always wanted to go to and I always wanted to go to college and they didn't let me do that since the day I walked out of that freaking high school this is the life that I had to bear I don't like it but I learned a lot from it I learned resilience I learned grit people say when life throws their lemons you make lemonade you know what I say when life throws your lemons throw them out the window achieves your dreams anyway.
0: Let me ask you this. Do you think the lemonade could be a band-aid? What do you mean? When you say, like, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, you say to take the lemons and throw them out the window. So I'm wondering, do you think the lemonade is a band-aid?
1: That's a good point. That could be a band-aid, but try and achieve your dreams anyway. Like, I have tons of stories. Good, bad, funny, sad. Like, my life has been a roller coaster ride, and it hasn't stopped since.
0: Well, you also were talking about listening to yourself. So how could you convince those like us that listening to yourself is better sometimes than listening to The system because, excuse my bluntness, you got robbed by the system. I did,
1: but in my opinion, if you go to drawing take journal classes. But also, you never know who you're going to meet. You take those risks, like go to an convention You cannot touch it, you cannot mold it. No,
0: you can't touch it, but your brain can.
1: But we cannot study the brain. What I mean by that is, we're not Frankenstein. We cannot take it out. We can make scans of the brain. That's why every brain is unique. If we could study the brain, we would have to take yours, mine, my dad, Uncle Bob, Auntie Sam, test them with chemicals, and say, ah, oh, that's why people do it. In my history of being on Earth, I don't think we'll ever find a technology that we can actually truly, and I mean truly, study the brain. If we did, we would have to split and that's murder unless you want to do that but i don't we can't study the brain instead of assume why don't people listen to other people's stories try something that would challenge yourself even a magic trick even a card trick a coin trick i love when people say well that's cool i can't do it of course you can. It takes practice. It takes determination. The Rocky movie, Rocky, Rocky Gabor, one of the greatest inspirational stories. Everybody who knows the Rocky story should know it. But I believe of Sylvester selling, you know, how to sell his dog just to make the movie. I believe he wanted his dog back. The sacrifice that he had to go through. I'll tell you another thing. The sacrifice that Frankie Valley had, let's be honest here. I've stolen before. You must be a criminal then. I'm not. I stole from a hotel. When I was watching a documentary in Frankie Valley, the reporter said, minor crime, stealing. Thank you for saying say yes. Whoops. Dean gets me emotional like that. I just would think about it. Like I relate so much to the man. He's eighty-nine and he's still sad who things, whether it's lip singing or not. I don't really care. If the guy pops standing in front of an audience.
0: He's eighty-nine. I wonder if they're asking him for too much. Well Can you guess... eighty-nine years. He deserves some slack. But if you love what you do, I work a could your life. So you also went to an adult school. How did the adult school make you feel more comfortable? and shows that this was not going to be like it was as a child in school.
1: Question. They treated me like gold. At high school, like I just said, treated me like dirt.
0: What did they do to treat you like gold? Did they make you feel comfortable? Like, what did they give you accommodations? What did they do, man?
1: Number one, they believed in me. Number two, they did provide me accommodations. They said, "You want to do this? Here we are the steps together get there and we will be with you right by your side." My high school was, "You want to do that?" Huh? Yeah. And I said, "If you want to." Do do that okay let's do it i'll even give you access what well, thank you that's how
0: that I, I wish i could have been there because i would have been by your side buddy me too now folks we'll be right back we got one more ad. that will be the rock 96.1 radio station so let's hear from them we want to thank 96.1 the query especially david and dan hayes for being a gold sponsor for our summer fest 96.1 resides in bloomington indiana and like autism rocks and rolls they rock and roll too visit their website rock 96 Want FN.com, listen to them live on their website, or catch them on the radio in your car. If you like Kiss, Weed, A's Rock, or ZZ Talk, I think you have found your station. 96.1 supports our vengeance, so you should support them too. Visit 96.1 and keep on rocking. All right, folks, I will definitely rock out to this radio station. Matteo, there's a certain podcast I heard about that you were on that I was on, the Unmute Your Mic. So I want to know what yeah, you're on the Unmute
1: Your Mic podcast. That was a great podcasters well I've been on some amazing podcasts another thing is contact the people that you wish to contact if they don't email me back go to the next one and that's what I do with all my connection I don't have an agent I do not have an agent an agent would put a book on herself wait 20 years and discover you later that's one of the things that they'll do or they put you in a catalog putting it out but nah it's about autism but it's really good nah it's about autism right all the production that I've got over the years I've got this is what I do would you like to read my play most of the they say no like you said but sometimes you would get a really fabulous guest
0: and she- so, when you're us, that's well, all we can ask for, is a yes. We've been told no most of our life. All exactly. we want is one yes, and that's it.
1: People don't want to give us a chance. But one thing we a product like mine is so it's actually really good. I remember somebody said, how did you do it? I felt like saying, don't ask me how I did it. But remember how it made you feel.
0: There are some days where I like working 10 times harder, but there are also days where I hate working 10 times harder.
1: I think that goes for everybody. Another thing is it comes out in the value of many. I actually wanted to read you something. I have the value of many right here in book form. I, do, do you mind, then Please do. I want to have this porn home, my friend. And I think it makes sense. So the car scene is one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. It's because of this line. Dexter, who is an elegant business fan. So please play the scene for you. Dexter and Larson, two business fans. So Dexter is the owner of this business. Larson is the business associate. Both of them um, are in a car together. It's pouring rain. No artistic people around. They to send me the car. And the audience is looking at them as if they were flies on the wall. If they were raindrops in the audience, they were kicking into the story. And they're arguing about it. Larson wants Dexter to hire special needs people. Then Dexter says, You Larson, in my company, it's about how we can make people, businesses grow. And of course, always hiring these people will bring our company down and crush it. And Larson says, Well, first things first, money isn't everything. And Dexter interrupting, Money is everything. I mean, how am I supposed to pay my bills without working? Larson smartly says, I guess people especially special needs are asking themselves. Same question. That's my mom's favorite line. That's my favorite thing in the play because there's so much honesty in this play, in all of that play, including Moonchild. And I'll tell you the story about that. So I adapted a poem. It was a human autism youth poem, and I decided to be dusty and contact this guy in the comments, like I always do. Like, hi, my name is there. I see I'm flattered that you want to make my thing into a play. Here's my website, and we'll set up a full we did, and he gave me the rice like that. It was such a nice man, Brian. We—he's a very uh, inspirational guy, TEDx speaker, New York Times bestselling author, G. Brian Benson. And I even mailed him a copy of at Night*, signed it for him. I said, thank you." I've actually got an award in Massachusetts an honorable mention um, in a reading contest. I've never seen that play live. I've never seen any of my plays live except sorting it out in New York, at all. So my goal is to have. More people read my plays, discovering my work by using these podcasts and be using these platforms. I saying there could be a voice in you, material that people have never heard. People are curious about the pe- people that they don't know about. Two things.
0: Have you ever considered doing a TED Talk? Because you have the views that need to be told.
1: I would love to, but I don't know how to get started. I don't know how to get in. I don't mind to talk to high school students and everything. I would love to be an inspirational speaker. If anybody is listening here, Sam, I would love to you to, to put the, my email on the bottom of this podcast. They can contact me for a free script. would love to have more productions, especially in schools, because I think my kids are so educational. It's honest and people need to hear these stories coming from an authentic voice. Number two, have you heard of Temple Grandin? Yes, I have. Have you met her before? No, no. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I think he's a great artistic spokesperson. No offense to Dr. Grandin. But she's not the be-all and end-all of autism. There's a lot more people that want to to tell the stories. But people look up to her because she's a well-known figure. And how would we get well-known if nobody takes a chance on us?
0: Well, someone's taking a chance on you right now. You're included on that. We're going to wrap her up here, but these are for fun. But But Tia, what is your paradise meal or favorite food, and why is it your favorite?
1: Okay, I'll tell you. I love to eat, I'm Italian, so I, I don't really you're right, you're brother. <laughs> I'm Italian. Not that I'm a big guy with what doesn't matter in my opinion. I love sweets. I love chocolate. Cheesecake, I love cakes, cookies, juice. I can eat a whole bunch of sweets, but they have to be good. Like it's like your favorite song, but it has to be a good, good meal.
0: That was on your favorite vacation you've ever taken, and why
1: did you enjoy that vacation very much? I don't really like to travel. But I'll say New York because i got to experience my place. It's one thing to see a barber show. There's another one to be part of the theater scene in New York. Are they from Canada, US, Britain? Australia, England, New Zealand, Italy, Japan. It's the honor to be in that season of, of shows and to be in that realm of you played in New York with an equity cast and a play for two weeks. I was so happy and I got to see Wicked on Broadway. It's like, it's a great show if you haven't seen it. Great design. Like when you walk into the theater, you see a big dragon looming on and this beautiful set in New York. On tour, the dragon comes with the show. It's a separate drag. Wicked has 14 factor trailers to carry the Broadway musical across America Costumes, lighting, sets, automation, pops, effects, illusions. The proceeding as well. And then I believe another truck for merchandise, programs, and t-shirts. Like I believe Lion King had 21 when it started on the world Lion King the musical started with twenty-one. I believe now they have 18. Once the musical, it's amazing how you can take a show from Broadway and actually drop it into a truck and take it on the road. It actually all down to pieces to put it into a truck. Any show that goes into tour, whether it's May popping on Broadway, the only show that is so far, that is going to go on an action crew that didn't have an action crew before It's Harry Potter and the First Child. If it comes to your city, go see it. I don't want to give too much of the magic away, but a lot of the magic happens inside the audience, including the Dementors and that's all of their favorite show near the end of the first act okay? I'll tell you about the locations of the productions I said that our productions. it starts on a day and if it sells out then the company would extend it if it does then the company would close it Harry Potter from what I hear is the longest running professional equity play in Canada and And people don't know this if you know what comfortable ways it's a musical based in Ghana, Newfoundland which is a small Canadian maritime city it's about 9-11 but it's not about really 9-11 it's a hard, long story it actually started in my college I actually saw the paint teacher today he designed the set in the studio theater. After did the first workshop at Territoria College in Oakville, Ontario, Canada, I believe the whole playhouse was set cost inviting. This industry loves people or stuff that they shouldn't love. They want on their friends. They want on the people who they know It's, it's a
0: popularity contest.
1: Exactly. I don't know who's gonna bring my play forward. I don't care about the awards. Nominating to me is like winning. How, with how, what you've been through, nominating should be enough. I got three articles. I got a lot of stuff that people look at and think, wow, you did this, Is Am I proud of it? Yes. Am I humbled that people like my work? Yes. Do I want people to pick up my work more? Of course. But it's harder because people don't necessarily want an honest play by autism in the theater. I got my final
0: question here, and that is, are there any good memories that you want to tell our viewers about? If you do, why do you remember that memory the most? So before you answer, please end with a funny memory that made you fall on the floor laughing. And then
1: like a good memory, this made you feel good inside. Okay. I have two. I'm um, better away, buddy. Honestly, one of them is, of course, there's your boy's and Jeff Mad, And I don't want to bring this up to pride, but he said, Mateo, this was the clear that you wanted. he wanted. He said, I want to basically sing from my heart to yours. Here's your career. But you have to fight to get in. And of course, all artists have to fight. People don't want to hear the fighting show. People just want to hear the flock and the gold and the, the silver. People don't want to even discover the diamond in the rough, but sometimes there's a the diamond in the rough. Now, funny memory, I had to go to high school to do, to do this one, but this made me laugh my head off. One of the life plus special ed students, who was walking outside on the trail, and this is how... Innocent, we kind of are as a specialist breed. One of the teachers said, Oh, look, these acorns. One of the special needs who didn't even realize he was saying it was what a mess. And I laughed my friggin' head off. The memorable moment in my high school, They were very few.
0: At least there was something, because hey, in my view, salt is better than nothing.
1: I have two more people to tell you. We talked about Jeff Madden, but there's two other people that I or near and did to my heart. did Anthony Tullow? Um, Anthony Tullow directed Sorting It Out, Um, the original production Sorting It Out. That was his first play that he directed. He's a, a country rock artist from Canada, played the Oakville Center for the Liberal Arts, uh, sold out in an instant. He had some great tours. I invite you to look him up. He's uh, my uncle, but he also is a great entertainer and a great filmmaker as well, and he also Created an indie flick called *A Secret for Us*, which I would love to put on stage one day. That actually way down the road. He has been so helpful to me, so grateful to me, and he's been so good with his his advice. Another one is another dear friend of mine who's actually disabled, Don Paul of Flatless, was a producer of mine. I knew him for eight years. Jeff Madden, I knew since I was in grade seven, and he's seen me. Bob Don Paul produced the original production, sorting it out. He put five grand, government money. Just make play happen.
0: Well, my friend, I think that's a great way to close off. But before okay. we do, is there any closing remarks that you want to say? You got well, the
1: floor, buddy. Work hard, never give up, and be, have confidence. Aside from this society craft, that society throws a curveball at you. Take it for what it is. It's not going to hit you in the face right back in the center. If you draw it the right way, you might pass the obstacle. If other ones for our neotypical folks out there, listen to what we have to say. Our Please know who we are they know us but do they have autism or do they deal with us with autism my mother and my father deal with me as an of person right but they don't know what's going on by brain 24 7 try and get to know us and understand us because in my opinion the more you understand the more you can keep it in the back of the brain and i'll end on a good note because you'll never know when you hear the words i'm autistic." thank you
0: you're welcome thank you my friend have a good night thank you Thanks for for this episode. Please share for another episode coming very soon. And if are listening to me ramble, thank you very much. <laughs>